Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Find 25% off the Moosehead range of hair styling products, but only at Chemist Warehouse. This is Chiefs Mana with Ian Jones and Ricardo Ball on SCNZ. Indeed, Mark Watson in studio for Ricardo Ball, but we have the great man himself, 79 tests for the All Blacks, Ian Jones, known as Carmo as we celebrate all things the Chiefs and Carmo. A good performance from the Chiefs against a much improved Highlanders side. They now start the season 3-0. and Yep, uh, absolutely fantastic. Look, it's a New Zealand derby, so it's always going to be tough. Right, but this is uh, game three of the block of four. For me, anyway, the way I used to break it down, what I talked to Ricardo about this week, one, this is a, a block of four games. Crusaders, of course, was almost a standalone. We're away to Moana Pacifica, which is an away game. Third of the, the four Highlanders, we've got one to go on this block. So it's absolutely all mm. we need to focus on. Not the rest of the season, just one game of this block, and then we roll over uh, to the next block. But these, and we'll get more into detail, because I know we've got one of the Chiefs coaches coming up, but these New Zealand derbies are tough, and I was really, really and I will talk more about the whole, uh, the, the Chiefs, but I was really impressed and thrilled to see Aaron Smith back. The difference he made, the energy he brought, the pressure he put on Dave McKenzie, Brad Weber, the energy and talk on defence, wonderful to see our stars out there playing Super Rugby. Great for the Competition, great for the crowd and very, very good mm. for the Highlanders. Yeah, and how good was Sean Stevenson on the weekend? And we'll get plenty of discussion around Sean, I'm sure. But skills coach for the Chiefs now joins us on the programme, Paul Feeney. Paul, good evening. Welcome. Good evening. How are you? Yeah, good. Hey, look, firstly, congratulations. Really good performance. Really good start to the season. You guys must be thrilled. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, to have maximum points from the uh, first three games, uh, obviously, you can't do any better than that. So, we're really happy how the season's begun, but you know we know the Rebels that, that they're a good side, they've got good threats. So uh, you know we're expecting a very tough game back at home on Saturday. Uh, then we go, then we have to travel to Sydney, and then we've got the Blues. So there's never an easy easy week in this competition. No, you got to break it down, uh, Karma here, Ready, wonderful performance <laughs> again. But taking on these New Zealand sides, you've taken on two. Now Crusaders, now the Highlanders, uh, they are so physical. Um, all 80 minutes, how did the team uh, pull up? Yeah, I mean, I was sitting sideline, obviously, on run the messages in the water. And, you know, the hits the hits out there on Friday night, honestly, that was the most brutal game I've seen for a long time, Carmo. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Ethan de Groot got rested, Frizzell got rested the week before, and... Nuggets first came back. We knew we were going to be in for a tough game. We knew it definitely wasn't top of the table, bottom of the table. And yeah, that first 30 minutes was brutal. Um, Hugh Renton, he had a great game for the Highlanders. So yeah, we, 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 we've had a few battered boys and obviously we had the weekend off and we had a very light day on Monday because of the intensity of, of the game. So our boys are in pretty good shape actually. Um, we've been lucky to come through not too many problems except Pupo Vi's out for uh, a couple of weeks. Yeah, but lucky you got some good depth. Looking at your game, certainly starting with attack, 
uh, Paul, the speed of your ruck ball when you can get it moving, and when then Brad Weber just distributes, you know, the lateral running of uh, Dan McKenzie. That kind of seems to be your sweet spot, but at times, of course, because the numbers are Highlanders was throwing at the, the breakdown, and something I'll talk to Watto a little bit uh, later on in the show. I don't need you to comment on it, but the Highlanders started to kind of roll towards the halfback, not away from the halfback to slow it down. But that sweet spot of quick ball really seems to be when you guys are on fire. Yeah, um, Clayton McMillan's taken it upon himself to sort of run the contact area, Carbo, and he drives it very hard at training. And, uh, you know, it, we all know if our carrier carries well and we get him behind off that first carry, it makes the cleaning easier, it makes the ruck speed faster and very hard for the defence to get around the corner to, to look up, number up and know who they're taking. Paul, I want to just ask about Damien McKenzie at 10. Uh, look, he, he's a player who is brilliant in the loose. He can be a bit ad hoc at times. In terms of coaching him, how much empowerment has he given and how much and how often do you maybe need to get him or force him to play a, a little bit more structured or does that come naturally to him? Is he just Does he just naturally understand when being sort of a little bit more ad hoc required versus playing a more of a structured sort of 10? Yeah, I mean, I don't think any, any decent coach would want to... Um sort of restrain Damien and, and what he sees when he's playing. Uh, he's a very good leader. Obviously, Roger Randall's in charge of attack, and him and Damien have got a great rapport. Uh, he he just is an instinctive player, so you can't, you know, um, stop his instincts, but you can just discuss how you want to play, but then you know that, you know, if Damien sees something, hey, if you see it's on, you go with your gut feel... You know, you go with your decision-making, you execute on what you see in front of you. Um, that, that's the great thing about Damien McKenzie. So, you know, he's played 98 games for the Chiefs now. He's played 45-odd tests. Um, he's, he's a great leader. So he um, he drives the team very relaxed in the way he plays, makes good decisions most of the time. And, um, yeah, I mean, you, you guys can see the influence he's had on us coming back. Oh, wonderful to see. He brings so much energy. I'm actually down at the game uh, a couple of weeks when you're taking the Blues, taking my kids down there. They just want, uh, we go to a game every year, but it's DMAC. They all want to see. Now, Paul, we want to expand on your um, role within the team. You talked about us last time. It's great to have you on the show that you're the exit specialist, so getting out of that kind of defensive third. So looking into a game like the Highlanders, did you have a bit of a game plan in mind? And, and if you could share some of it, of what you wanted the team to do to get out of that defensive third of the park? Um, you know, yeah, we looked at the Highlanders, Carmo, and look, um, it, we've gone a little bit away from um, from box kicking 100 times. We'll do a few when we think it's on, but there's lots of other ways to get out of your own defensive third. So they put three burns back to full back. They obviously will want... You know, they they saw the way we played against the Crusaders. Um, you know, we sat in a battle with them in regards to a bit of long kicking. The Crusaders normally win those battles, and we, we actually, um, you know, outkicked them that night. So they obviously saw that and realised that. So, no, I mean, we've got a pretty fluid plan. Um, as coaches, we all, you know, we all have input, which is which is what I love at the Chiefs. 
as I say, Clayton drives a contact with David Hill Defence and Roger and Ross Filippo and myself. Um, we're all experienced coaches, so we're all helping each other or discussing different ways to play. So um, there's no one right way to get out of your third. It depends the pictures you're seeing, like I say. So when you've got the Damien McKenzie's, the Joshuanis, the Bryn Gatlin's, the Sean Stevenson's, um, Ethne Nainai Satoru with his left foot, um, Timoni Narewa, Liam Coombs failing, I can go on and on, you know. Um, we've got a, a lot of talented backs out there with good kicking games, with good vision and good communication. And and we just we just practice that at training. We talk about that. And it depends where the defence is standing, what we're seeing, whether we kick early, we might go to width and kick. Um, yeah, so a lot of it's on the players and it's it's flexible and we trust we trust the decision making really well really well done mate you didn't offend anyone in your back line because you actually named the whole back line there <laughs> so well done for a new coach now, mate, just... I actually I, I actually left out Ramaka Pohipi who's got a great <laughs> sorry hey sorry, jumping Ramaka, ahead to your take on the Rebels this coming uh, this coming weekend um <laughs> What 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 strengths, what um, area that you may be able to exploit from these Australian sides, in particular the Rebels, uh, without giving too much away already? Yeah, I mean, the Rebels, they're unlucky to lose their first one. I think they're, you know, they're, they, they, their strengths are line-out time. They've got a good drive. Uh, they run good seams off their drives. Uh, um you know, the number eight's a very powerful play. He scored two tries off off scrums the other week. Their first five kicks a lot long. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you just have a look at their profile and what they want to do, and you've got to take some of that stuff away from them. So we need to play in the right in the right area of the park and be prepared to um, be comfortable to get into a bit of a, a kicking game with them. I mean, with the way defences are, you need to be able to just kick long if you want. And if they kick long, don't, don't um, just sort of get bored with that and then run and then they'll turn you over in your own half and they'll kick into your corner and have a five-metre um, line-out. So just patience is a massive thing. And then once, once an opportunity presents itself, you know, with, uh, you've seen the way Sean Stevens is playing, um, you know, be patient. Then they decide they want to go and trust the, the boys all, you know, they'll take good options. So, as I said, we've got good cattle at the Chiefs. They've been around a long time, these boys together, and uh, we're confident and we place a lot of trust in, in their decision-making. We do a lot of drills at training, and that flows through the game. Well, whatever you're doing, Paul Feeney, you guys are doing something right, so let's just concentrate on this one last game in the block of four. I'm talking about you can and we can start to dream as fans. Four from four, that really is a target. And then we can worry about the next four games coming up. So big home crowd, uh, really getting behind the Chiefs. Looking forward to getting down there in a couple of weeks' time when you take on uh, the Blues. We have uh, a lot of former players coming down to that game. But thanks for your time, Paul. Good luck in the weekend ahead. Thanks very much, Carmo. And uh, yeah, really look forward to this week. And as you say, the next two weeks building into our bye week.
Thank you, Paul Feeney, the skills coach for the Chiefs, joining us here on the programme as we do celebrate Chiefs Man, all things to do with the Chiefs Super Rugby franchise. Ian Jones alongside of me in studio. If you've got any thoughts, you can text us here on 8833. Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. The DHL Super Rugby Pacifica is underway. Come back, we might get Ian to give us his Chiefs Super Rugby Pacifica Player of the Week and then also his Super Rugby Player of the Week, courtesy of DHL. Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. The DHL Super Rugby Pacifica is underway. Catch the action live on Sky Sport and get your tickets at superrugby.co.nz. Right, Carmo, your DHL Chiefs Player of the Week, and then I want your DHL Super Rugby Player of the Week. Yeah, I actually might just go with the same same guy. <laughs> this is now Chiefs Martin. I, for the first two weeks, I'm saying I'm picking another guy from another team, and I'm thinking, why? I mean, I might as well just pick my Chiefs guys oh, all the time. Be rude not it's to, okay man. to be biased, right? Of course it is. You know, wh- why should I think another guy's going better than my Chiefs? But uh, uh, Sammy Sony Taki Howell was my Chiefs player of the day because the reason I, I chose him. I challenged him, well, just on air, kind of challenged him. That I know he's the world's best player 10 metres out from the goal line. He's mm. just absolutely brilliant. But I really wanted to lift his work rate the other 90 metres of the field, and he has absolutely done that. He has been everywhere, and he has automatic go-forward ball. Uh, he looked in the weekend every time the Chiefs were stagnant for a little bit or going backwards, gave the balls to Samasoni, and he attracted players, firstly, and then just that leg drive and that strength, he got them moving. So... Every time uh, things aren't happening for the Chiefs, he can make things happen. So that is why he is my uh, Chiefs player of the week. And I thought, well, bugger it. Uh, I'm just going to always go my, my Chiefs player of the week. It's going to be my, my Super Rugby player of the week. It was actually interesting just listening to Paul Feeney when you asked him about what you expect from the Rebels. And he said, look, their first five likes to kick a lot. You're not going to kick to Sean Stevenson with the form he's in. No, they wouldn't be to, so dumb, would they? They're going to have to kick absolutely on point, aren't you? Um, yeah, but not just Sean, right? I mean, Sean, look, Sean's what he's doing is clearly just a creation of what a the Fords are doing and the speed of delivery from yeah. Brad Weber. What uh, Damien McKenzie can attract, the defenders he can attract, so Sean can just run off him. I mean, the way Damien is running, but laterally, you know, dropping those passes off allows the Sean Stevenson of the world and others uh, just to find the space, you know, manipulate that space and finish off the movement. So, yeah, so stoked with the way Sean's playing. But it's not just about Sean being brilliant. It's about everyone doing their roles really well. Mm. Mentioned uh, earlier on that uh, Vaya uh, out for a couple of weeks. Yep. You talked about locking depth. Yes, who, got plenty. Who will likely come in? Well, God, Akoi, haven't you, I guess, come in at some stage? I would think this game, and, and we can debate this as much as you like, but this is the rule uh, for this year. We're going to have to rest some players. Brody Retallick has put in three big shifts for us, gone big minutes. So I'd assume at some stage, and I would say this is the stage he needs a rest, play the Waratahs away. Maybe he could have two weeks rest, but then we play the Blues at home. So maybe they should take him on the road just to give him 20, 30 minutes over in Sydney. So I'd rest Brody Retallick, bring in Arcoy, Finau, possibly. Uh, Sam Kane probably deserves and needs a rest as well. He's put in some big minutes. I know he's had 20-odd minutes for two yellow cards on the sideline, but he probably needs a rest. Mm. I'd keep Sanasoni out there uh, myself because, once again, he's a big man. 
uh, younger than the others and probably just needs to play um, some football. And the other guy I would rest because just seeing him last year, Nankerville was brilliant for the Chiefs for, uh, I don't know, 10, 11 weeks of the competition last year and started off brilliantly this year. I think one of the dangers of a guy like um, Nankerville they had last year, they probably overplayed him. So it's nice to even a, a player who's not an All Black to kind of button him off a little bit. We saw the Crusaders get upset in Fiji, probably by resting too many players, underestimate the environment there in Fiji, a game that probably everybody expected the Crusaders to win. Is there a danger here against the force that this is one of those little banana skin games? You've got three in a row. You know, historically, they're not a side that they've been you know good at home, not great away. You've got to trust your players that you've picked. You've got to trust your systems that you've put in place and that the players coming in to replace the Brodie Retallick's the same canes of the world know the system, understand their job and their role within the system and will perform at home. I think this is... I understand the argument that it's a home game. The, the fans and the competition just deserve to see their stars, the All Blacks, at home. But this competition is about... A, winning your home games and picking up the odd game away from home, but maybe where you need to play your stars as well, which is why that Crusaders and Moana Pacifica uh, down as a away game was so important to the context of the season. So, yeah, I understand uh, about respect to the opposition, respect to the team, but I also understand about trust of the people you've chosen. And the All Blacks have asked for these rest weeks. Everyone's agreed to these rest weeks. We can't debate it. It is what it is. Have they got it right? at eight with Luke Jacobson ahead of Soakula? Yeah, really good question. What I, uh, Before this weekend's game against the Highlanders, I'd say no, they haven't because I wanted to see, and I think with these new rules with the, the halfback not a kind of interfering, you can have a really explosive number eight. Look at the, the way Hosking says Tutu with the Blues just made some big yards. But the start of this game, Luke Jacobson was starting to pick up. And once we were starting to get that right-hand side, so the tight-head side, of the scrum up, take away the blind side flank of the opposition. He made some good inroads, and his combination with Weber, so eight nine, started to work. So I was, once again, I didn't pick him as my player of the match, but Luke Jacobson was right up there. He put in a good shift. So I think they're just kind of understanding what you can do. Not what a player to with, bring off the bench with these rules. Uh, and as I said, to Ricardo, I think a couple of weeks ago, these teams and the coaches should look at tapes from the early nineties because. Very similar, uh, the way the rules were set up. Number eights manipulating eight, nine, ten combinations, eight, nine, ten, fifteens. What they can do down that right hand side, and Jacob has started to do that. Ian Jones, been a privilege and a pleasure to talk all things Chiefs. Uh, we've got about thirty seconds. You fit? Oh, you fit, ready to go, mate. Always. Uh, if you, if, if you got an event for me, just throw it at me, and I'll be oh, there. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. I keep your thoughts coming. We're talking netball between eight and nine. Storm Purvis in studio. Uh, Kieran will be hosting that, and we'll be back after nine taking some talk back. Just a reminder too, Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance, and the DHL Super Rugby Pacific. Catch the action live on Sky Sport or get your tickets at superrugby.co.nz.